0: If the Seattle management is not to give you their time of day, what makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Most they're blowing teams out by overtaking. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter,
1: send it to him, and say, Bron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that.
0: Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique low-pressure approach
1: to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit Rocky Hill Accountants.com.
0: Manning lobs it boris alone. Touchdown New
1: York. It's off to Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tiger?
0: Welcome to Sports Talk with R and J. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. and the NBA tour- playing tournament is underway. It began last night. We had the Celtics advancing onto the playoffs, and we had the uh, we had the Pacers moving on to play the Wizards in the eight nine game. We'll get to that, but we got to get to the big one tonight. We got to get to the matchup that everybody wanted. You got uh, you got LeBron James, and you got Steph Curry. You got the Warriors and the Lakers. I mean, it's a shock the Lakers are in the playing tournament, but LeBron James got hurt in the middle of March. And the team really struggled. Obviously, Anthony Davis missed time too. Uh, and for and for the Warriors, a big reason why they're in the play in tournament is the play of Steph Curry. They wouldn't have made it here without the play of Steph Curry. But the reason why they're not in the playoffs, though, right now, is is that Clay Thompson was out for the second year in a row. And Steph Curry pretty much had to carry the team this year. That's why he is a he's he's a, he's a uh, that's why right now he is a he is an MVP candidate because of the way he's carried the team. But looking at but looking at this game, I mean, I I think that uh, I think I know the Lakers aren't clicking yet, but I just think they're clearly the better team if you, if you look at it. You look you look at their you look with with them with LeBron with AD adding Andre Drummond and uh, obviously with Dennis Schroeder should be back tonight. And you look at you look at the depth of this team. You got Montrezl Harrell coming off the bench. You got uh, you got Mark. You got Marcus come coming off the bench. You got Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench. You got Horton Tucker coming off the bench. Who, who hit that big shot against the Knicks too? So this is a really, really. De- this is a really deep Laker team, and this is for the first time in a while a Laker team that is at full strength. And for me in this game, I look at the Warriors. I think Steph Curry's been outstanding this year. He is a top three player in the NBA with LeBron and Kevin Durant. He's still a top three player in the league. The problem is. Without Steph Curry, this is probably one of the worst teams in basketball. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is pretty good, but he has not lived up to the hype when he was drafted uh, number one overall by the Cavaliers in 2014. If you look at the rest of the team, uh, there's two inj- big injuries. Kelly Oubre is out and James Wiseman is out. They're both they're both going to be out. Uh, Oubre might come back for the playoffs. Obviously, Wiseman is out for the year. So they got three guys, the Warriors, three players who average under 10 points a game in their starting lineup in Kayvon Looney. Uh, obviously, Draymond Green, uh, who was who was a really good player at, 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 uh, when the Warriors were when the Warriors were really good, but right now he's past his prime. And you get and uh, yeah, it's Looney, Green, and Baysmore. So three guys that average under ten points a game. So I think the Lakers win tonight, and I think they win it by double digits. And I got them advancing to face the Suns in the first round of the playoffs. But Justin, the question is: the question for you is, do the Warriors have a guy in their team that can contain AD or LeBron? And who is going to have to step up outside of Steph Curry for the Warriors to pull the big upset tonight?
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, you know. With AD, the one game he played against the Warriors, he had seventeen point seventeen rebounds. Again, they're going to need like a Draymond Green defensively to play really well. Um, Looney, Eric Pasco, like they, again, I don't think any of those guys are going to be able to slow them down. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, Warriors are going to have to win this game in an absolute. Shoot out, you know, and hope Curry catches fire. Um, you know, again, if with Drummond and the AD, again, maybe they play physical, Looney could kind of play physical with them. I try, but again, draw, I don't, you know, make Drummond go to the line or something. I don't like, hack them. I don't, there's just, I just don't see the Warriors. Just, they don't have the talent to face this Laker team and have a, have a chance. Um, and guys that have to step around Curry because. If I'm the Lakers, I would just do it to Suns the other day to Steph Curry, and they kind of just suffocated him. He was seven for twenty-two. He was one for eleven from the three-point line. You know, I, I just absolutely suffocate him. And because, look, um, again, Wiggins has shown he can score, but you know, he had thirty-eight um, the other day against against the um, against the Suns. He can score. I just, you know, they need him. Jordan Poole Poole put up twenty in that game. In the one win, the Warriors beat the Lakers by Air- Eric Pascal had 19 points. Like they're gonna need guys like that. Um, you know, Draymond Green. I know that he averaged like seven, ten points, seven rebounds, and nine assists. If, you know, you can have a triple double help out a little bit everywhere. They have, you know, again that that really helps. But again, they're gonna need like an Andrew. W- they are. They're gonna need Wiggins to put up like 38. They're probably, you know, they're gonna need Jordan Poole to put up like 25, 30. Especially how good the Lakers are. The Lakers are one of the best defensive teams in the league. So I, I just see them I, – I, yeah, I definitely see this as a double-digit game. I don't, see, I don't see the Warriors being able to do much offensively. Just, with, you know, I, I just don't – around Steph Curry, I don't think they're be able to do enough.
0: No, and I think the Lakers are going to be able to contain Steph Curry. I don't think Steph Curry is going to go for, like, 35 points. I think he goes for maybe, like, 28 – I think he'll score points because the game – he might get out of reach late, so he might score some points in garbage time. He might end up with like 30 points, but I think he's going to get contained in this game. And I just, it's just a hard time. It's just hard for me to see anyone on this Warrior team stepping up outside of him, even Andrew Wiggins. I don't think Andrew Wiggins has a great game tonight. Steph Curry and Steve Kerr could only take you so far. Yes, Steve Kerr is the better coach in the series, but the Lakers just have clearly the better team. I know they've had trouble, they haven't been together much, but they're just clearly, clearly the much better team. Because I mean, if the Lakers, LeBron doesn't get hurt, this is. This is easily a two or three seed, and in my opinion, because of it's it's kind of a truncated season, this is I think this is the best team in the Western Conference. This is my pick. to Still, even though they're in the playing tournament, this is my pick to come out of the west to, to come out of the Western Conference and to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. So, I I just think tonight I think. Uh, the, the, what the Warriors have to do is they just need Steph Curry to have an unbelievable game. Andrew Wiggins to have a great game and Curry or LeBron has got to contain for them to have any shot at winning this game.
1: Absolutely. A- absolutely. And I, you know, yeah, I just, I don't see, I don't see the, uh, Warriors being able to do that. I just don't see them being able to do enough around them. Um, you know, I, I think AD and Drummond just dominate in the paint. I think LeBron gets there and pretty, pretty easily, you know, Again, I think you know Draymond Green wants to pull out some of his fun, you know, old stops that he used to do but to try to get in LeBron's head. I maybe that helps a little bit, but I there's just no other way. I just I just see the Lakers just dominating down low. I think they I think that you know they're just going to collect offense, rebounds off of the shots, and I think they're just going to pound them down low.
0: And that's the biggest advantage the Lakers have: the inside game. I know the Warriors could shoot threes, but the problem is the Lakers just have that inside game, in which if they're not shooting threes. They're going to be able to, you know, get offensive, re- get get rebounds, uh, get offensive rebounds, and 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 get points that way. Get second chance points. I think that's going to be a big key in this game. I the second chance, I think second the defense of the Lakers containing Steph Curry and the second chance point points are going to be the are going to be the difference in this game. And as I've said, I got Lakers by double digits advancing to play the Suns on Sunday. And the Suns being a two seed, I feel bad for the Suns being the two seed and having to face the Lakers. as the seven seed.
1: I, I do too. Yeah, I got the Lakers winning big tonight, and yeah, unfortunately, great year for the Suns, but now you, yeah, yeah, you, know, you I, I'm with dude. you. Know, the Lakers won healthy; they the best team in the Western Conference, and yeah, the poor Suns rewarded, will be rewarded for the two seed, but end up drawing the Lakers. Unfortunately for them.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight between those two teams. But we'll get on to what happened last night, and that was the. We'll start with the Celtics, a 118-100 win over the Wizards. But the story was Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was absolutely phenomenal. He outscored Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook by himself. Shows you why. There's no debate that he's the best player on the court. If you're going to give me nonsense that Russell Westbrook is the best player on the court, you clearly don't understand the game today. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Jason Tatum was just outstanding last night. Hit three-point shooter shots. The Wizards couldn't guard him. Uh, and, and Kemba Walker was good as well. So Walker and 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 Tatum were were great. Uh, the, the 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 biggest storyline for the for the Wizards was three for twenty one from three point range. That is not getting it done in this NBA at all. I know Bradley Beal was banged up. He was playing hurt. I give him credit for that. But again, another playoff performance for Russell Westbrook where his team loses and he doesn't shoot threes. I mean, how many times have we seen this movie before with Russell Westbrook? You know, the triple double, the triple double. You know. You know, all year long talking about the triple double, and when this guy gets into the postseason, he comes up small. And it was the same thing last night. Yes, he scored twenty points, but you know, four—it's really sixteen because four of those were in garbage time. No three-point shots, not making the impact on the game that Jason Tatum is. And 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 again, another Westbrook-led team losing a big game. I mean, and that and that's the story there. And and Jason Tatum being phenomenal—that that was the story of last night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, now yeah, Westbrook, yes. 6 for 18, 0 for 4 from 3. The whole wizard just could not hit from the ocean last night. Um, and yeah, and that third quarter, you know, it was a good first half, and then all of a sudden that third quarter, Kemba and Jason Tatum just came alive, and Tatum was unbelievable last night. Um, again, he's going to have to keep giving those type of performances because outside of him and Kemba, there's not much on that roster. Tristan Thompson at 12 and 12 last night would stun me. He played well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that, that's good. That, that, that was yeah, it was a good yeah. performance for him. Marcus Smart and Fournier got to be better if they're going to beat the Nets. They, yeah. Those guys got to play better if they're if they're going to beat the Nets. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I like the performance of Tristan Thompson last night.
1: Yeah, because you know he's been struggling lately. He hasn't really. Again, they need that five. They're going to need it against obviously against the Nets. But yeah, you know Celtics didn't shoot the three ball either that well, but they shot it well enough. Yeah, Kemba Kemba and, and and Jason Tatum Tatum were the two big guys last night, and you know – they're gonna need, yeah. They're obviously gonna need a lot of help around him, but yeah, for the Wizards, field banged up. You could see it. He wasn't great. Westbrook, yeah, you know. And then he had he was eight for eight from the line. He so you take out those and he really, you know, again, points wise, he just hasn't been able to develop that shot. And nobody else, I um Ish Smith stepped up for the Wizards, but that was about it. They didn't really have anybody else that could kind of help out on that team, and you know. Um, I mean,
0: it's it's not a great team. I, mean, I like Herchum more, but it's really not really a great team outside of, of Westbrook and Beal. But still, with Bradley Beal, Westbrook should not be able, should not be losing. I know Beal was banged up, but Westbrook shouldn't be be losing by 18 points in a big game. That's why I'm so sick and tired. Of, I'm so sick and tired of the Russell Westbrook apologist. I'm just sick of it. Oh, I've never seen a player get so much praise for winning so little than Russell Westbrook yeah. does.
1: Yeah, no, it, it yeah, yeah. Him, him and Mike Trout. He, yeah, Trout, but, I mean, a yeah,
0: phenomenal player. yeah, you can't compare Russell Westbrook to Mike Trout. I'm, we'll get to Mike Trout wait. later on, too, today. But yeah, you cannot compare Russell Westbrook to Mike Trout. Mike Trout's phenomenal. In baseball, you can't you're not cont- right. you don't have the control of the game as you do as the best yeah, player yeah. on an NBA on the NBA team on an NBA team. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just so sick and tired of the whole Russell Westbrook thing. I, I just am. It's so it's much so much easier to get triple doubles because of you know. You know, the way you can get to the basket. And he never – how many of these triple doubles does he get in the playoffs? You know, he's, he's uh, stacking all these triple doubles in the regular season. I'm just so sick and tired of it. And, and let me tell you, he better not lose on Thursday or I will be destroying <laughs> destroying that guy. I will be destroying him on Thursday if he loses to the Pacers. Uh, he doesn't want to know how bad I'll be destroying Russell Westbrook if he doesn't win against the Pacers. But, yeah, again, just just the Celtics. We'll get to their series against the Nets a little bit later, but you know, Celtics did they did what they had to do last night. Jason Tatum was phenomenal, and that's why Jason Tatum's a top. 15, unlike Russell Westbrook, Jason Tatum's a top fifteen player, in, fifteen player in this league. Because when he needs to take over, he takes over and he scores and he hits threes. That's why Jason Tatum is a great player in this league. League and and uh, and and if, and if the Celtics and we'll get to, we'll get to what the Celtics have to do if they if they get embarrassed by the Nets. But yeah, but looking at the still if, with him and Jalen Brown, they should never have been the seven seed. Uh, and uh, last night they proved that for uh, Jason Tatum is one of the top players in the league, and he did a he did an, outst- an outstanding job last night.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, he had a great game. He's probably too like the first great player that we've seen come out of Duke too. Like for all the talent that Duke has, he's I know, kind of I know, yeah, the first one that, that I know he's been yeah. the big star here. I know. Um, but yeah, you know, um, Boston, yeah, they shouldn't be a seven seed, but you know, without Brown now, it's just been inconsistent all year I and mean, what Boston team showed up and in that you know that team the second half showed up and, and played really well the first half was close and they they took control in the second half and kind of a Celtics team that you know fans kind of thought we'd see all year and just you know they haven't really put all together but they did in that second half last night.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We'll get to the other Eastern Conference, the other game in the play-in, which was not much of a game as the Pacers uh, destroyed the Hornets, one hundred forty-four to one hundred seventeen. Pacers, all five scores in double figures. Uh, Doug McDermott, he was hot. He was hot early. Sabonis had a good game. Brogdon had a good game. Uh, this, I mean, this, this the story of this game pretty much though was the the Hornets were not ready for playoff basketball for this kind of, for this kind of, for this stage. Lamelo Ball was not good. Terry Rozier couldn't hit a three. Just this was a Hornets team. It just wasn't ready. I think this Hornets team is eventually is going to be really good, but they're last night proved they're just, they're clearly not there.
1: No, absolutely. You know, it, um, on the six game losing streak, um, and yeah, again, that game was over in five minutes. The Pacers on the Pacers, Pacers started shot sixty two percent from the floor, and that's, for a team that's that crazy. was really banged up going in with the Pacers, without you know, without Turner Warner. Laver, Lamb, all didn't play last night. Um, yeah, you picked you picked the Hornets. I would we
0: Yeah, we went one. We went yeah. one and one. We both went one and one. You picked the Hornets. I I just couldn't pick the Hornets because their lack of experience and I and I don't think they have as good of an inside game. And Zabonis yeah. was definitely a difference maker last night.
1: Yeah, he did. And you know, I, I went Charlotte just because I knew all those guys were out, and I figured you know Charlotte kind of resets things here after a tough end of the regular season, and they kind of. Maybe steal one, but yeah, just it looked like that team just was not ready, and that game that game was over. Yeah, in in five minutes, they just shot lights out, and what it was 23 to nine, pretty much six minutes, and yeah, Charlotte. Um, you were right. Charlotte did not did not have much of an inside game. Um, you know, losing Biombo only point three minutes, you know, doesn't doesn't help, but yeah, it just was a that was an absolute beatdown and was not very competitive at all, but. Pacers look really, really good
0: shooting wise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a whole. I mean, yeah, they they could win next week, but if they get into they play the Sixers in the playoffs, it's going to be a whole different animal. I mean, the Hornets are not a great team. I mean, Hornets were under 500 for a reason. I mean, yeah, they the Pacers hit 16 threes last night, but I'm not confident the Pacers are going to be able to hit, especially if Karis LeVert uh, is out. I don't know if they're going to be able to hit those kind of threes if they're going to keep doing that. So we'll see what ends up happening with LeVert if he can come back for for Friday night for, for Thursday night or not, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just just a a convincing win for the Pacers, and a, it's a big one. It's a big one Friday night, and we'll get we'll get to Thursday night, and we'll get the Thursday night's game between the Pacers and the Wizards. And let me tell you something, Russell Westbrook better not lose this basketball game. This is a game that Russell Westbrook needs to win. I'm sorry, if, if I have to hear if Russell Westbrook loses, and I still hear that he's a top ten or even a top fifteen player you do not know what you're talking about, okay? If you if you can't beat a Pacers team, say Lavert doesn't play. If you can't beat a Pacers team without Levert, without Warren, and without Turner, that is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. And, 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 and yeah, I know Beal's not 100%, but you should be good enough to win this game on your home floor too. On your home floor, yeah. you got to be able to win this game against the Pacers. I, 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 if, I don't want to hear any Russell Westbrook defenders if he loses tomorrow night. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. He is he is an over completely. I'm not saying the guy's not a really good player or, and a really athletic point guard, but he is completely overrated. If you're if he loses tomorrow night to this to, to the Pacers, I'm telling you that right now.
1: Yeah, man, he, I think he definitely will be. And I'm looking right. It says LeVert not expected back to at least June June 1st with COVID. So okay, okay. So it sounds like he'll, he'll be out for another few weeks, but. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. If you can't get it done against a Pacers team that is missing again, cover their big big guys, best guys. Yeah, then th- there's a problem, you know. is th- th- they've played twice this month. They they've been absolute shootouts. So they're look, you know, be probably not still gonna be 100%. They're gonna need Westbrook to hit shots to win this game. It's yeah, going he's gonna have you know,
0: to, he, and he's gonna have to hit threes. You can't can't not yeah. hit a three like last night and expect them to win, even against the Pacers. They, they, the Pacers could definitely beat say they They shoot the ball the way they did. And the Wizards are not a good defensive team. No. Say the say the Pacers shot the ball the way they did last night; they very easily could beat could 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 beat the Wizards. I think this is going to be a really really close competitive game.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, two of the two of the um, bottom five both these teams in in points per game. You know, defensively, and both teams are top ten scoring. scoring-wide, you know offensively, so. <laughs> I, I do see this game being a shootout and yeah, you know, Westbrook's going to have to hit some threes because I, you can't rely on Beal and, and watching mostly these young, you know, again, if, if Smith can drop like 20 again for him, I feel a little bit better, but yeah, you know, with the, with the Wizards defense and the way the Pacers shot Pacers got to be confident Pacers, you know, they, they had a winning record on the road. So again, they're, you know, they're used to going on the road, you know, they're, they're, they're finally going on the road in this game. So, yeah, you know, right now I kind of like the Pacers right now. Luke. You know, I know kind of a toss up, but I I like the way the Pacers played last night. I'd probably take them over the Wizards right now because, you know, I just, you know, I can't, you know, you said we can't, you can't trust Westbrook in a big game. And I don't, I don't think Beale's going to be 100%. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to put up 40, 40 against these guys.
0: As much as I don't trust Westbrook in a big spot and I don't, I just feel like the, the with him I – mean, I know Beal's not going to be 100%, but I just feel like tomorrow night the Wizards are just going to – because I because I just don't think that the Pacers are going to shoot as well again from three-point range as they did uh, uh, last night. And I just think that Westbrook is just going to make enough plays to win this game because I think the pressure's on him now that he's got to win this game. And I, I think I, – I hate to say this because I want to criticize him a lot come to Friday <laughs> – but I just think he makes enough plays and I think the Wizards win a really, really close game to move on and play the 76ers. I could
1: see it. <clears throat> I could I could see that because I, I see this game going down like 125, 120, something something crazy like that. And yeah, you know, Westbrook's gonna have to make a big play in this game, and he makes it. Obviously, you know, the uh the media will be loving him like usual, and he misses, they'll be making excuses for him. Like they usually do, but yeah, you know, um, I I could see the Wizards, yeah, because with everybody, it it's impo- it's it's pretty rare for the Pacers to shoot like they did last night. It just doesn't happen, and yeah, they probably cool off a little bit. But I, again, watching this Wizards team, you know, throughout the year defensively, I I still think the Pacers are able to knock down enough shots that they do knock off the Wizards on the road. Gonna be interesting
0: tomorrow night. I got the Wizards. You got the Pacers. We'll see what happens. We have, we've been against each other in all the Eastern Conference yeah. games. You, I, I had those Pacers last night. You had the Hornets. I had the Wizards last night. You had the Celtics. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. But we'll get move on to to to, to, to a little bit more of the Eastern Conference, and we'll talk about who would who would the Sixers rather play the Wizards or the Pacers. And I think it's an easy. I think it's I think I, it's not an easy answer, but I would say I would say the Wizards. I think I think they'd rather play the Pacers. Uh, I think the Wizards would be tougher just because of, of Beal and Westbrook.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I'm with you. If, if, yeah, if yeah, Beal can come back, you know, get to 100 by the time that series starts. Absolutely, um, you know, with Turner done, Levert probably not going to play in that series. Or if it somehow gets six, seven games, you know, maybe he can be able to get back and you know, for you know, game six or seven. But yeah, with the way the Wizards, you know, the both teams have put up points, but. It, you know, Beal can drop fifty on you any given night if he's on, and um, yeah, I'd, I'd be more concerned, or I'd be more concerned with the Wizards and the Pacers.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely would if I was the Sixers. Now, going on to this, getting back to the Celtics, talking about their series against the Nets. I don't. This, this is to me, this is not going to be a series. I don't care how many games the Nets haven't played to haven't played together. They're they're the much better team, I think, with with Harden with with uh, Durant and with Kyrie and Kyrie's return and and mm-hmm. the funny thing is about Kyrie's return to Boston they could have they, I think one of those games they're going to have full capacity if they like, yeah. in, like if there's a game 4 mm-hmm. they could have full capacity at, at the TD Garden and he is going to hear the boos I'm telling did you You hear
1: last night? What did you say? Did you hear that they were cheering last night did they? I, I can't say what they were saying but about, about, who, about pretty, who about who? Kyrie. About, they were cheering last night. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Imagine when he comes to the yeah. to, to the team. Imagine Ky- that's going to be fun. See, and, and listen, the yeah. Celtic fans have every right to boo him. I don't mind the yeah. Celtic yeah. fans booing him. He they, he underachieved in his time in Boston. I mean, they made that run to the conference finals without him. Then the next year they they lost in five. They lost in five to the, to the Bucks. So, so yeah. this is the Celtic fans have every right to boo Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's a he he did not he he was he did not live up to potential when they traded for him. The, the two years that he was here So I, Celtic fans got every, every right to boo him So, But I just don't think this series Is going to be much of a series I think they the are going to have a lot of issues I don't think they'll be able to guard the Nets I think the Nets are going to shoot a ton of threes They're going to score a ton of points I think they, they're going to average 120 points in this series uh, the, Jason Tatum can't do it it's going, to, it's going to be hard on Jason Tatum To keep up with those three guys It's going to be really hard I, I I I got the Nets winning in, in five. And I think this this could this could be a lot of people lot, I hear a lot of rumors that Brad Stevens won't get fired. I think this might be it for Brad Stevens, honestly. Especially if they lose big to the Nets. If it's a competitive series, I think they keep him. But if they lose like a five game series that's not competitive, I think he's gone.
1: Yeah, I, I could I could see it. Um but again they just gave him a five year extension last year. I know, month, I know, so I know. That's I know. why I don't know what the buyout is. Yeah. I, you know, but, yeah. You know. Poor Brad. I know, you know, Celtic fans are ready to get rid of him. But yeah, I just I I I do see I do see the Celtic pulling out a, a game at home. I, I but I again I would not be shocked to see the Nets the Nets because look, Boston's, you know, Brad Stevens since he got to Boston, it's it's been defense. The principal has been defense and they're like bottom five this year and a lot of you know, like three point um defensive percentage wise, like they just haven't been great defensively this year. And the Nets are one of the best shooting teams. You know, they're number one, they shoot 49% on the floor. I just, I see a hard time for Boston just slowing them down. And yeah, without, without a Brown, you know, without, you know, you do have Kemba, but that's, that's about it. Just Tatum and Kemba. And those team, you know, those two are not going to put up a combined 50 or no, no. And, and combined, you know.
0: here's the thing, the Nets, uh, they shoot forty. They shoot really well. The best team shooting from the floor. That's with K, Kyrie, KD, yeah. and Harden only playing seven games to seven game, eight games together. That yeah. and, and they're second in three point shooting too in the NBA. And that's with those guys playing that little together. So imag- imagine now that you've got those three guys on the floor. I know chemistry could be a little bit of an issue. That's why I may give the Celtics one game, but I'm not giving the Celtics more than one game. I think Jalen Brown's a big loss they, in this series, and the Nets are just too good offensively.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I uh, I just – yeah, because to beat this Nets team, you're going to have to put up 110, 115, and the Celtics aren't going to be able to do that without a Jalen Brown. Maybe they can do it one night when, and get a win, but I don't see it happening more than once. I, I just don't. And, yeah, and then the Celtics too last night, I felt struggle kind of the pick-and-roll defense. I, I think the Nets too could just – Blake Griffin, DeAndre. Yeah,
0: Blake Griffin's going to destroy them with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah him, I, him, I him, and, he, him and Harden on the pick-and-roll. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's yeah. going to be. It's gonna it, it, be yeah. yeah, you're not going to be able to stop it, it's that. It's going to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're going to have problems with that. It's kind of been an issue all year for the Celtics. So, yeah, I see this thing going get going to five. Yeah, I mean, even though we both have this, have
0: the Nets pretty easily. I, I don't put you on the spot here a little bit. What will the Celtics have to do to have any any hope to compete in the series?
1: I, mean, you know, I, I think the only chance that they have is um, you know. If like Katie, James Harden, Kyrie, you'll you'll know, get COVID or something. I, I think that's the only chance they have. You know, if one of those two guys, you know, get injured or you know they, because I don't think any of those guys are going to be off or just have all off nights at the same time. I don't think you know. I just think it's going to be just too much. They're just you know they're going to have to have a Marcus Smart put up twenty five. They're going to have to have Evan Fournier put up twenty five. You know, they're going to have Thompson have to put up, like, 15 and 14. Like, they're going to have to have guys to step up. But, again, you know, could Peyton Pritchard have a start, you know, play like he did in the beginning of the season where he's putting up, like, 20 a night? That's the only way they're going to be able to win this series. I just – but it's going to be a big uphill battle for the Celtics. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So we've just talked about two local teams, and we'll get to another local team. And my favorite team. And that's the New York Knicks, and this is and who would have thought before the season, not only the Knicks would make the playoffs, that they would be hosting Game One of a playoff series. Phenomenal job by Tom Thibodeau this year, but but it's but but the Knicks aren't done, and they got a very very winnable series against the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, the biggest thing in the series, I mean, it's it these two teams, uh, the Knicks did sweep the season series, but I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I mean, Julius Randle and Trey Young have had really really good season. I mean, they also got the, the, like the Knicks got some good pieces around 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 Randall with uh, with obviously with RJ Barrett. He's played really well this year, and obviously you got Emmanuel quickly, Derrick Rose, and Alex Burks coming off the bench. And for the Hawks, uh, you you obviously with Trey Young, but Boren Bagdanovich, I know you don't like hearing that. He's had a, he's had a really good year for the yeah, for, yeah. for the Hawks, uh, and uh, and obviously they went out and got traded for Clint Capella last year. He's one of the better centers in the league. Uh, and and obviously they got John Collins, so he's he, and he's a really good player too. But, but when I look at these two teams, I think the Hawks do have the better starting five. But the reason I am taking the Knicks in this series is I think Julius Randle is better than Trey Young right now. I like obviously the coaching with Tom Thibodeau. I'll take Tom Thibodeau over Nate McMillan, even though Nate McMillan's done a really good job at the Hawks yeah. since he's since he since he take, taken over for Lord, Lloyd Pierce. Uh, the bench, I'll take the Knicks bench. With with, uh, with 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 Derrick Rose, Alex Burks, and Emmanuel Quickly, I mean the, the yes yes the, the Hawks do have Lou Williams and Gonzalari come off the bench, but they have not been as good this year. Uh, and I think the defense, obviously, the Knicks have the edge there. And the three point shooting, I think I think the two biggest difference the two biggest differences in the series are going to be defense and three point shooting. And the Knicks are better at, are better at the Hawks in that in, in, in both the Knicks are a better three-point shooting team than the Hawks, and obviously they're a better defensive team than the Hawks. The Knicks have, have four guys who are averaging over – four, who are shooting over 40% this year, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Reggie Bullock, and, and Alex Burks. And Reggie Bullock is going to be a big key in the series because I don't think the Knicks have the better starting five. But if Reggie Bullock could hit threes and is, has a really good series, he's the X factor. I think the Knicks win this series if Reggie Bullock – has a really good series. I think he's the X factor in the series. I, I think it's going to be interesting because Randall and Young don't have a lot of playoff experience. Neither the of these teams don't really have any playoff experience, and they're and they're four and five seeds, which is crazy. But I think the X factor in the series is going to be uh, is going to be is going to be uh, Reggie Bullock because he he'll be able to match what the Hawks have in their starting five. If he has a good series, he'll be able to match Bagdanovich, Young, uh, Capella, and Collins. He'll be the guy who'll be able to match match them if 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 the uh, it, if he's shooting threes, that's going to be the big question is if he could shoot threes or not. That's going to be the big question going into the series. I think this is a close competitive series, but I got my next win in a game seven at the garden. I got the Knicks in seven uh, against the Hawks. I think it's either going to be Knicks in seven or Hawks in six. It's going to be very, very hard for me to see the Hawks, even though the garden is not going to be at full capacity. it would be very, very hard for me to see an Atlanta team with no playoff experience win a playoff game at Madison Square Garden. I got the Knicks in seven. But, Justin, can the Hawks' offense outdo, outplay – could the Hawks' offense be a bigger factor than the Knicks' defense in this series?
1: It could be with how explosive they are. But, again, Tom Thibodeau and what he's done defensively. Last year they were like bottom three most defensive categories. Now it's, they're top five pretty much in every defensive category. Um, and I think, you know, having the week off for the Knicks too, I think, it does, you know, helps a lot too because I know Rose – uh, with the ankle injury they're all healthy now you know they're getting healthy so um I, I see the Nick being able to slow them down eight, they're eight and two in the last 10 versus the Hawks and they're eight and one in the playoffs against the Hawks so they, you know they've had their number um again I think um obviously Trey Young's been back but the Knicks swept them I do th- I do see them I see the Knicks being able to do enough defensively um a- again they and I think it I think you know, as long as Trey Young does not put up like thirty-five or forty, which I don't think he's going to be able to do. You know, I know they, um, you know, I, I know they don't have a ton of play. Both these teams don't, like, not even a Randall. I think you know, even on like a Derek Rose, and Taj Gibson, both guys with playoff experience, and then and, and that could be crucial. Derek Rose could be
0: very, very. he could be another X factor in the series. Derek Rose coming off the bench with all of his playoff experience, that that could be a big X factor. And I think on the other side, even though Gonalari's not had a great year. Khanalari kind of could be an X factor for the Hawks if he has a big series because he's got playoff experience too. The funny thing is in this series, the players are coming with the bench, him and Lou Williams, the players coming with the bench are the ones that got experience.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's you know, two teams that yeah, they're it's very young core. Um, but I think two, you know, for the Knicks as well. Game one and two game at the garden. Yeah, it's not gonna be full capacity, but Again, all the guys, all the people that are going to go to that game are diehard Knicks fans. It's it's diehards, diehard. Die none of these, oh, yeah. none of
0: these frauds, none of these frauds yeah. that are celebrities. It's hardcore Knicks fans, oh, yeah.
1: and I think that's going to be the edge. I th- I think they come out motivated. I think they play a great game one, game two, and yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the Hawks kind of struggle here to get a get a win on the road. Again, I, the same thing could happen for the Knicks down in Atlanta. I don't know what their Atlanta's cap- capacity is going to be, you know, um, but. I, I see the Knicks, you know. I, I see the Knicks being able to pull this thing out. I love the way they play defense. They're winning by again, I love watching the Knicks now. I can't believe I'm ever saying that. I love watching the Knicks play defense. I you know, they played the Spurs uh, last Thursday. That that was uh, an incredible comeback they had.
0: Yeah. You know, the Knicks turn into like your second favorite team now?
1: Yeah. But my dad's a Knicks fan too, so it's like, you know
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So, usually him over there. He's always got the Knicks on. He, nice, he's nice,
0: never nice. watched as much Knicks ball in a while. But no. has he? Has he boycotted? The, but he's. But this year has brought him back.
1: Yeah, you know, usually he'll till October, November, and he's about done. Usually, but
0: <laughs> yeah, but he he's, he's, he's probably was he a big, was he a big, big fan of the '90s teams with with Ewing oh, yeah. and John Starks and Charles Oakley and Anthony oh, yeah. Mason those teams. No, yep. you talk about those teams a lot. You with oh, yeah. the that with the NBA.
1: Yep. Yep, the fun of the good old days in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but that's what I think the Knicks have done. Is, is it,
0: it, it, I know you know a defensive team in the NBA doesn't have a great chance to win a championship, but I think Tom Thibodeau has brought what the Knicks were in the '90s back this year. I think he's brought the identity and the culture back this year. Of, of you know, it's about defense, about being physical, it's about grinding it out. That's what the Knicks in the '90s were. That's mm-hmm. what the '90s Knicks were all about with with Ewing Starks. Uh, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason. Those teams were all about that, and they had a ton of success. I mean, too bad for guys like you know Michael Jordan and uh, Reggie Miller who knocked them out, and Alonzo Mourning who knocked who, who, who you know knocked them out of the playoffs, and obviously uh, Elijah and Robinson who beat them in the finals in '94, and '99. But that's what those Knicks teams were all about. They were gritty, they were scrappy, and Tom Thibodeau, who was on that '99 Knicks staff that got to the finals against the Spurs, that were the eight seed and got to the finals against the Spurs. He's done a phenomenal job changing the culture I mean I was embarrassed to be a Knicks fan until until this year because even in the Carmelo days it just that those three years yeah they were good because they had a great score but it just felt like the Knicks it felt like the Knicks It felt like Carmelo was like a superstar the Knicks from 2000 to 2020 would get a superstar that scores a ton of points and plays no defense and doesn't come near the impact that a true it doesn't have the true impact of the of the game that it, it doesn't have the impact on the game that a true superstar would have. But now I feel like this is back to being a gritty, scrappy team and a team that could very easily lure free agents in.
1: Oh yeah, totally. I, I think they will. You know, I think they. It sounds like Wojo was saying yesterday. It sounds like they're. You know, they're they're going to be shopping for somebody, trading or free agent. So I, you know, they go with the way Randall's played, to go play alongside him. I'm sorry, I. I I'd be, I'd be good. I, you know, I'd be happy with that. You know, again, yeah. You know, New York now they're not, you know, they're not a sock are they're, they're, you know, nope. they're not the last side of the NBA anymore. And nope. Nope. they are for real under Thibodeau. And thanks to
0: Le- Thanks to Leon Rose. Thanks to Tom Thibodeau. That's why they have turned this thing around.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, you're right. And, 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 a, and Julius Randle too. Oh, he's, again, he's had such an amazing year. He's, he's just, he's grown so much from, you know, being a lottery with the Knicks and just never really came in a form. And this year he's just, he's come out of nowhere and it's been amazing to watch. And he's kind of been, yeah, the star that, you know, the Knicks have been waiting for, you know, look, yeah. And those Carmelo days, it was on, un- you know, it was unfortunate that, because they had Stoudemire, but unfortunately his knees were shot by by then. It was yeah, but you know, Carmelo
0: and Stoudemire had trouble playing together. Yeah, they had that one year where you know they had veteran leadership. Remember that one year they were the number two seed and lost to the Pacers when they when they had Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin on the team. They had the veteran leadership that you know was got them. You know they weren't a championship contender because we knew the Pacers and Heat were clearly the two best teams in, in, in the Eastern Conference that year. But it, it, they had a respectable season. They lost in the conference semi, semifinals. But, but then when Kenyon Martin and Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd I think reti- retired and then he became the coach of the Nets. And then Kenyon Martin uh, I think retired after that too. After that happened, the whole thing fell apart with Carmelo. Carmelo was not a leader and you saw that team completely fall apart. And, and, and But now it's coming back. And kudos to Thibodeau, kudos to Leon Rose. And, uh, again, I got the Knicks in seven. Justin, you yeah. got the Knicks too? Yeah,
1: I got the Knicks seven. And then that, my last thing too is – this team was picked last a lot, you know. I think like win total wise, out in Vegas, it, it, you know, they they know they're supposed to be like the first overall. They're supposed to get the first overall pick. They're supposed to get Kate Cunningham, and look at him now, yeah. So yeah, the the job that Tom Thibodeau has done to build this thing in, in one year. I know the Eastern Conference isn't, you know, outside of the top three is not great, or but still to be a four seed of the New York Knicks, again, it, it's impressive. It, it really is a job that he's done in one year to turn this thing around. It, it's amazing. It really is.
0: It sure is. It it absolutely is. We'll
1: get to the last
0: series of the Eastern Conference, and that's a rematch of last year. But the Bucs are trying to get revenge on the Heat for what happened last year. Giannis obviously got hurt uh, in in Game 2. and and I think Game 2 or Game 3. I think it might have been Game 3. Giannis got hurt and and that pretty much hurt, hurt the bucks chances. And I think the big key last year with the Heat was they cont- they were able to contain Giannis and they were able to shoot threes. I think that was a big that was a big reason why they were able to win this series. And I think the winner of this series is going to be the team that shoots more three-point shots. They both got pretty good inside games with Brooke Lopez and Bam Adebayo. Obviously the Bucks have the better superstar in Giannis, but we know the Heat, it's t- Pat Riley's teams are going to compete. And it, very similar. Pat Riley set the culture with the Knicks in the 90s yeah. and he's brought it to the Heat. And this is why and it's why the Heat are the best organization, I think, in the NBA. I mean, they're right. always in it. The Heat are never terrible. they ever since Pat Riley's been mm-hmm. they that one year there were that one year where they were awful, but yeah. you know, Pat Riley's last year as a coach, but usually the Heat are never awful. That's what they're one of the top organizations in the league. And I think I think they'll miss all the depot, but I think they'll compete in this series. I think I think I think I think this is gonna be a really competitive series. I think but I think the difference is going to be. I think the Bucks have better three-point shooting this year. I think with, with I think getting Drew Holiday, having guys like you know, having guys like Bobby Portis come off the bench, having guys like Forbes come off the bench, that's what's going to help them. I think they're going to be able to shoot the three-ball better, and I, and that's going to help Giannis in this series. And I think that uh, I think that 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 Giannis will outduel Jimmy Butler in a close competitive series. And I got the Heat. I you know, I, I got the Bucks beating the defending Eastern Conference champs. In six games. But Justin, yeah, here's the question. Uh do, do will the Heat continue to have Giannis and the Bucks number?
1: It's gonna be tough. I think the Heat are gonna be able to compete, but what did the Bucks do or um what did the Bucks this off season? Yeah, you, you said it right at the beginning where um the Heat beat them last year at the three point shot. What did they do? They went out because they got Drew Holiday. They improved defensively at the three point shooting wise. And I think that's gonna be advantage for the Bucks. Yeah, I think this thing goes down to six or seven games. Um, I, I think the you know again and with Holiday too this year with Deionis, Chris Milton, and then and, and, um, Drew Holiday are on the floor, they're outscoring their points by 246 points. So when those three are on the floor and, and playing, they've been really, really good. Um, and Jimmy Butler hasn't played this year against the Bucks. So again, and he he, he tore them apart. He averaged like 23 points in that series. Yeah, you know, losing Giannis hurt, but I think this Bucks team is gonna be motivated to knock these guys out. It sounds like you know, heisers on on the hot seat. They don't get, they don't advance very far. So, oh, if
0: they if they lose this series, I think Boone oh, uh, Buehler's gone. I mean, you can't. It, they got to they got to win this series. That I mean, I know if they lose the Nets, it happens. Then the more of yeah. the storyline if they lose the Nets is should have Giannis sign that contract with the Bucs. if you look at the mm. Nets. Uh, two super the two guys that durant has around and you look at the guys that Giannis has around them yeah they're not no offense to the guys to middleton and uh to to middleton and and holiday they're not you know Kyrie and uh hard so yeah yeah i mean so the the storyline would be if they lose to the to the nets oh should have Giannis sign this contract but this is a series the bucks need to win they need to get revenge they need to win this series
1: absolutely and i think they do enough yeah i love the heat organization they're they're one of my favorites yeah they're they're always competing again um and what they did last year is unbelievable in the bubble. So, but, yeah, I think the Bucks do win this thing a tight, close kind of, I think, yeah, six, seven games. I think the Bucs are able to edge this thing out and, and get revenge, you know. Look, they kind of did the Knicks a favor, too, by blowing out the Heat the other night. Absolutely, because I, they, as a the Knicks fan,
0: I did not want to see the Heat in the first round.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it looked like the Buc- the Bucs, you know, I give them credit. They played everybody. But, again, they, they probably wanted to face the Heat again. They probably loved another shot, crack at these guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, d- definitely definitely. I think I think this is going to be a really really close competitive series, but I got the Bucks and Six. Justin, who you got? I got Bucks and 7. I think I think to go 7. righty, we got an elimination game in Memphis tonight. But before that, we got a promo from Clovercrest Media. That is the Posting Up podcast every Tuesday and Saturday. Join Lucas, Sean, Isaiah, and Jace uh, this Saturday at 1, Posting Up podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. They'll they'll be previewing the entire NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs start at 2, Posting Up podcast at 1. So before you watch the entire day of the NBA playoff, you better be watching the Posting Up podcast with Lucas, uh, Jace, Isaiah, and Sean. You better be watching, watching. It'll be right here. On Facebook Live at one o'clock, so be so be so be so be checking in at one o'clock to that. Uh, so getting to the Western Conference, we got the second playing. We got the, it'll be the first playing game of the night, but the game that you know hasn't gotten that much attention. We got the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I think in this game, I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I like the I mean, obviously, Derozan. You know, I think he's good, not great, because there's one thing I cannot stand about his game, and, you, and I think people know what it is. Uh, and and Deontay Murray is really good, and obviously you got you got the Grizzlies you got a really good starting five. You know, you got John Morant. Another thing he, John Morant needs to learn how to do is shoot the three ball too. Uh, you got Jaron Jackson, and uh, you got uh you got Jaren Jackson, Dylan Brooks, uh, and uh, Jonas Valanciunas. So a really good starting five. I think this is a really close competitive game, but I think two things are going to be the difference in this game. One is going to be Jonas Valanciunas. I think he's had a career year, and I think he's going to be the difference in this game on the interior. I think he's if the if the Grizzlies aren't hitting their shots, he's going to be able to, he's going to be able to you know get second chance points and interior scoring to help the Grizzlies. Number two, I think coming off the bench, Desmond Bain is a really good three point shooter, and I think and you like you like that name Desmond Bain because you know him from the TCU days he's a good three point shooter, and I think he's really going to help the Grizzlies in this game. And I think that's what it's going to come down to three point shooting and inside scoring, and that's why I got the Grizzlies to eliminate the Spurs. But, Justin, we know how good Popovich is. It, is he going to miss the playoffs for the second year in a row? It's crazy to think that. that A, Craig, a Greg Popovich coach team is going to miss the playoffs for the second year in a row, second for the second year in a row, but there's a very good chance of that happening tonight.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm going to be rooting for San Antonio, if you know me. I, I love Greg Popovich. But it comes down – yeah, you said it, it. comes down to two-point shooting, and the Spurs are just – they just can't – DeMar DeRozan. When
0: will DeMar DeRozan learn? When will DeMar DeRozan learn? I mean, best trade the Raptors made was getting rid of him, getting the claw, and winning the title. Yeah. I mean, when are they going to learn that – when is DeMar DeRozan going to learn that this is a three-point shooting league and he's never going to be a great player and his team's never going to win a ton of games and, unless he's able to shoot threes?
1: I don't know. It, it's starting to get too late for him. You know, it, he keeps waiting this this all, you know, keeps waiting and to try. Yeah, he's got to do it sooner rather than later for this team. um Yeah, because their last three or four games, they've shot under 30% from three. They're only shooting 35% for the season. Rudy Gay is their best three-point shooter at 38%. And then it's just they can't shoot the three ball, and I just think that's going to hurt them. It's and, hard you know?
0: to win when your best Man. three-point shooter is shooting 38%. 38% is not yeah. bad for three-point range,
1: but you don't want your no. best three-point shooter shooting 38%. No. And then I think after that, it's like 35. It's not going to It's just like to dip. It's its not. It's not. And, you know, look, you know, and I saw this at this morning. This actually, with the the Spurs, it's like the 21st straight season that they've had a winning record on the road. So, they, you know, they're, they, them in the Page League, the only two teams right now that they're had a winning record on the road. The Spurs like to play on the road. But, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, yeah, the Grizzlies aren't aren't great three point shooting wise too, but I I take a couple other other guys over um, over the Spurs right now, and I think that's that's gonna be the difference this game. Yeah, I think Jonny Fallotru is gonna dominate down low. I just don't see the Spurs having enough scoring wise. I think they have to if they win this game. It's gonna have to be in the high nineties. I don't think it's this you know low hundreds. Um, anything higher than that, I don't see the Spurs have, have winning this game.
0: I I I completely I completely agree. I mean, it's hard to win a game in the high nineties. I would say maybe you know, and the Spurs could win it maybe like when maybe like a one hundred five one hundred two kind of game. Yeah, but yeah, it's, game. it's it's going to have to be kind of that kind of game. If, they, if they, yeah, if they if the Grizzlies get over, score hundred over one hundred ten points, they're going to win this game and they're going to move on and they're going and they're going to play either the Warriors or the Lake on the Lakers or the Lakers on Monday night. So yeah, I got I got the Grizzlies close. Who do you got, Justin?
1: Yeah, I got the Grizzlies close. Um, I, I think they find a way to pull it out in this one.
0: Yeah, so sh- should be interesting between those two teams, Grizzlies and uh, Spurs. Kick everything off tonight at 7:30 on ESPN. Uh, so we'll get to the other two Western Conference series, and one that's very interesting—a rematch of last year. And there's some bad blood between these two teams. We know between you know um, between um, Marcus Morris and Luka Doncic, when uh, Morris stepped on Luka Doncic's ankle, there's some real bad blood. Chris Paul Porzingis got ejected from game game one last year a lot of bad blood between these two teams. We got the Mavs uh, going up against the Clippers and this is what the Clippers wanted. This is what the Clippers wanted. They wanted to avoid the Lakers. They didn't they didn't want the 3 seed. This is why they 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 tanked the games against they tanked their games against the Rockets and they tanked their games against the Thunder because this is exactly the series the Clippers wanted. They wanted to they wanted to play the Mavericks again. And and I think the Clippers, for the Clippers, they better be careful what they're wishing for because the Mavericks have been playing really really well. The Mavericks got off to a really bad start. They started 9 and 14 after their first 25 games. But in their in their last uh, in their last uh, in their last thirty seven games or forty seven games, they, they, they they've been playing really well. They they went from the number fourteen seed to the number five seed in the Western Conference. This team has been red hot, and a big reason for that is obviously the play of Luka Doncic. The play of Luka Doncic has been phenomenal this year. This guy is clearly a top ten player in the league. He's a phenomenal player. Could hit. I mean, he's not a, the greatest three point shooter. But he's a really good three point shooter. He's great, great. At giving the ball to his teammates and setting up his teammates. He's great at that. He's one of the he's one of the he's one of the top players in the league, one of my favorite players to watch in this league. And uh I, I think the Mavericks are gonna give them a series. And I think a big reason why they're gonna give them a series, n- number one, I, I think that Christoph Porzingis is back and he's gonna help them. Uh Tim Hardaway has been red hot late in the year. I think Tim Hardaway is another guy that's gonna help them in this series. And I think Jalen Brunson coming to the bench can help them, and Jalen Brunson can shoot three. Jalen Brunson is one of the best. Bench players in the NBA, Jalen Brunson. You know him from college in his Villanova days. Jalen Brunson can play coming off the bench. But the issue, though, for the Mavericks in the series is, is Kawhi can contain Doncic and the three-point shooting of the Clippers. The Clippers are the best three-point shooting team in the league because their role players are able to shoot threes. Morris is able to shoot threes. Canard is able to is a really good three point shooter, and Batum is a really good three point shooter. So that the Clippers they shot forty one percent from three point range this year, that led the NBA. The Clippers one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So I think the Clippers have the advantage in the series because of how good they are defensively and how good they are shooting the three. The issue though is the coaching. I think Rick Carlisle is a much better coach than Ty Lue. Ty Lue is not a good coach. Rick Carlisle, I think, is one of the top ten coaches in the NBA. So I think the coaching is a big it's a big coaching mismatch here between Carlisle between Carlisle and Ty Lue. And that's why I think the series is going to be close. I think that's the ultimate reason why I think the series is going to be close. I think Clippers are the better team, obviously, but I think the coaching is what's going to make the series close. And that's why I got the Clippers in seven. But, Justin, in your opinion, who on the Mavericks has got to step up for them, outside of Luka, for them to get revenge against the Clippers from last from last year in the bubble?
1: Yeah, they. These, you mentioned the yeah. – the Brunsons and and um, obviously Porzingis, but you know again I think you know so I I take Tim Hardaway I think you know Porzingis is going to play well I think we know we're going to get from Porzingis but you you know you mentioned it. Tim Hardaway's been playing really really well you know he's had a big year again it's a contract year again he's you know again if he can show out in the playoffs here you know he can get a nice payday in free agency so again if he's able to he's averaging sixteen and a half this year if he can get over twenty a game for for the Mavericks. Take some heat off of Luka Doncic and even Porzingis. Um, again, this Dallas team is obviously very, very dangerous. You know, again, the Mavericks' problem this year was they just played down the competition, and I don't. Oh, and and you them. know that
0: you know that so oh, well. No. They played down the competition. You know that oh. better than anyone. Seeing the three three of the games they lost, playing down the competition.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I still don't know how they, how two, they lost. two of game. them without the Aaron Fox. I I'm still one. I'm still shaking my head on that, but I won all three of those, but yeah. So, and I, I don't, you know, and, and now, you know, you mentioned too with the bad blood again, the Mavericks are not going to be playing down to, you know, bad Mavericks are going to give it their all this week. And I do think this thing goes to six or seven games. If Tim Arway can hit shots, obviously we know what Luka Doncic and Porzingis can do. Yes, if Brunson could hit some shots as well off the bench, he's having a really he's really improved um Jalen Brunson. I didn't know what he was going to turn into in the oh, NBA. But yeah. Yeah. he's turning I mean, a really he, nice could, he
0: could start on some bad teams. He he could. I mean, he's, he's, a, really he's, cool. he's a solid player.
1: Yeah, especially the, the Pistons, they don't have like any any guards, I guess Pistons, um know we, they, they, you know, apparently but yeah, he could start on a lot of yeah, he could start on some bad teams right now. Um but yeah, if those guys can step up. I, I you know I could see the Mavericks knocking these guys off. I, I expect Paul George to play better than he did last year in the playoffs. So that that helps. Obviously, Kawhi, one of the best in the game. But I, I, I do have the, the the um Clippers taking this in um seven games.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got the same Clippers in seven. I think for the Mavericks to win, what needs to happen is they need to contain they need Paul George to have a bad series. They need to find some way to contain Kawhi a little bit. And because Kawhi is going to contain Luca, they're gonna need Porzingis to step up, they're gonna need Hardaway to have a great really good yeah. series. They need them both to be on. And coming off the bench, they they're gonna need Brunson to be good and they're gonna need Kleba to shoot threes. Kleba's not a great scorer, but one thing Kleba could do could shoot he could shoot three. So they'll need they'll need those things to happen for them to upset the Clippers.
1: Absolutely. If they can knock that because yeah, you know you mentioned it. The, the Clippers have been so good offensively that they're gonna have to be able to match them offensively as well. And yeah, you know, if Luca's getting shut down one night by Kawhi, yeah, Hardaway's gonna have to shoot some Bronson. Um, even like Doran Finley Smith, you know, he's averaging 10 points. Again, if they could get double yeah, digits. From Smith him,
0: could or, shoot some threes too. finley yeah. Smith could shoot some threes too. The only one guy in on the match who has trouble is Richardson.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy being a shooting guard, but yeah, um, yeah. Nowadays. But yeah, so and they even may get Reddick back too, I think. So they might get Reddick back. But well, Reddick is not You can't depend on yeah, Reddick this year, though. No, you can't. I know he's been banged up, but again, if he can if he's on though, he can hit some shots. You know, he's he's lights out, but I know you can't really bank on it right now. But yeah, if the if the if the Maverick can knock down some shots, they absolutely could knock off the Clippers.
0: Absolutely. It's gonna be a really interesting series between the Maverick and Clippers. And now the last series in the Western Conference, and that's between the Blazers and the Nuggets and I really like the way the Blazers played down the season and I really like them in the series I think that the backcourt of, of Steph Curry, no, no, I mean uh, Dame Lillard and uh, and uh, CJ McCollum is gonna be the huge difference in the series and I think Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench is gonna be the difference too I think Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench can be a big difference Jokic has had a phenomenal year, but for the Nuggets to have any chance of winning this series they need Porter Jr. to play really, really well. Porter Jr. is going to have to have a great series for them to win. Because yeah, you know Jokic is going to be great, but they, the Nuggets really, if you look at what else do they have now that Jamal Murray is out, what, uh, what else do the Nuggets have? Outs, uh, Austin Rivers, Compos, what, whatever the guy's name is, the point guard for the Nuggets, um, Composo Compos- or Compos- somebody, Composio. Compos- Compos- That's I- just I- not good enough. That's just not good enough. They're going to need Mike, Michael Porter Jr. to be great. For the Nuggets to win this series,
1: uh, absolutely, they, they're going to
0: need and, him to. Um, And, and yeah. just the question the question I wanted is: Is there any way the Nuggets can win without Jamal Murray? The series without Jamal Murray,
1: you know, with Porter, yeah, Porter can kind of be able. You know, he's been averaging 19 a game. Um, Capas Capizano in the one matchup that when he faced Lillard, he held Lillard to four for four, four for 15 shooting. He played really well defensively against him. Um, you know, and I, so again, if you can kind of slow him down, have McCall, you know, but again, then you got McCollum, um, Powell, you know, the Norman Powell has been such a nice upgrade or another nice piece for the trailblazers here. And actually with that starting file, a little McCollum, Powell, Coventry and new Kick, um, their net ratings, like third, uh for starters for the starting five is like they're third with the net rating of like plus thirteen. So when those three have been or those five have been on the floor and they played them, they've been really well. And then yeah, it's that eight million rotation has really helped out the Blazers, but I think yeah, for the Nuggets, they're gonna have to have guys, yes, be able it, to knock down some shots.
0: Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon's yeah. not a great shooter. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. Again, could J Michael um Jim Michael Green be able to hit some you know, be able to pull up some points for him. Again, Paul Millsap's not a great shooter, I know, but they're gonna have it's it's probably it's gonna have to be Porter that really helps out Jokic. And look, I think that the Blazers too are gonna probably double team Jokic, so guys are gonna have open. I mean, why
0: would you? Why would you even let him? You know, with Murray out, why would you even let him take a chance to even? Yeah, they got it. They got to double him. The the one thing about Jokic is he could bring the ball up. He's the one big. That is actually the one big that you could go far, that you could win a championship within this league because of the way he's able to, with him being your best player, because of the way he's able to handle the ball.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's great. So, yeah, he, you know, again, that that's going to open up shots for other guys around for the Nuggets. So, you know, again, like even like a Marcus Howard, I know he doesn't play at home, but again, he's a great, you know, we saw it in college that guy can hit 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 shots, you know. Um, he's just too members. small.
0: He's just too small. If you, if you, if you, yeah, if you, if you guard him right, right at the perimeter, he's he's not going to go anywhere. So, no. and it's not like he demands another guy to go with him when he penetrates the hoop. So he really can't penetrate. So he's
1: there's a reason he averages like one point a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unfortunate, you know, because he's such a great shooter. But no, uh, yeah, you know, Will Barton, another you know good shooter. Again, they you know, they the Nuggets have. Some okay, you know, they have some decent pieces, but without Murray, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to take advantage of some open threes when they. i got a Jokic comment defense. from
0: Hector if Jokic can consistently get to his spots and shoot his jump shot, he'll be a night. Oh, yeah, he'll be a nightmare to contain. If Jamal Murray is playing in this series, I'm definitely taking the Nuggets. I think if Jamal Murray's healthy, yeah. the Nuggets are a, a, to- a top three team in the Western Conference, but and I, and I don't think Jamal Murray is, a, is an amazing player, but he's definitely. Is a big loss. He's definitely a top twenty-five player in in the league. But yeah, I mean, actually makes a good point. Jokic, if Jokic should consistently get his get to his spots, yeah, he's definitely a nightmare to guard. The problem is, is can anybody else on his team step up? That's the problem.
1: Yeah, 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 and that, again, they're gonna have to. You know, Porter, Porter's is gonna have to put on twenty. You know, they're gonna need Milosav um, to kind of be big down low, get hit some shots. You know, they're gonna need. Capizano to hopefully hit some shots. Barton, you know, they're gonna have to hope guys are guys are on because yeah, you know, the Blazers. Yeah, I think we
0: might have lost Justin. It, it there. just was a back oh. and
1: forth series for me. I will I'll take I have the Blazers winning this thing in like six. I got I got here's my bold prediction.
0: Remember this. I got the Blazers winning in six, and I got Lillard closing out the series with another buzzer beater.
1: Okay, I got the Blazers
0: in six, and Lillard closing it out with another buzzer beater. That's my bold prediction.
1: All right, that would be a uh, another crazy
0: way to end because he's because he's, he's done no, it twice
1: in the first round.
0: Did it against did it against the Rockets in 2014. Did it against the, the Thunder in 2019. So yeah, I got I got the the Blazers winning, and uh, Lillard closing the series with another buzzer beater.
1: All right, another that 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 be that uh. That'd be crazy. You can end another game, uh, another round one series like that. That'd be
0: that, that. That would be nuts. That'd be yeah. nuts. So we had another no hitter in baseball, but we'll talk about that next. But after, but before that, we got a promo from Clover Press Media.
1: Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a
0: wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. That is Baseball with the Bard every Sunday at 11 o'clock, so we listen to Tyler Bard and Noah do uh, talk about the Yankees and Red Sox and everything else going on in baseball, and they got stuff to talk about in baseball because this no hitter thing continues. Last night, uh, Spencer Turnbull throws a no hitter for the Tigers as the Tigers beat the Mariners five nothing. It's crazy. It started with Joe Musgrove of the Padres, uh, then it, then it was uh, Carlos Rendon of the White Sox, uh, then we had two in two in a week with John Means of the Orioles, Wade Miley of the Reds, and we were wondering why is there so many no hitters in baseball. And Then we got another no hitter last night as uh as uh Spencer turn uh turnbull, turnbull throws a no hitter for the tigers. So mm-hmm. another no hitter, and I think we got more to come. We might get we might this might break the record this year. I think we might get 10 no hitters this year. That's what I'm I'm feeling like we might get 10 no hitters this year.
1: I can see it. And, and over not Bum- g- yeah, and over
0: Bumgarner Bum- too. Bum- yeah, that's Bum- what yeah. I was gonna
1: mention. I know it doesn't count, but still, you know, that it was seven innings, it was a complete game. I know, you know, for that double header, but yeah, you know, I heard the the league-wide average right now is at 236. It's guys just aren't hitting and we've talked about this a bunch. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, and no no choking up on the bat with two strikes. Uh-huh. Just 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 when there's two strikes you are just you're just you're just uh you're just you're just hitting the baseball. I know we'll get yeah. to what happened with uh, the 3-0 count later on. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. That, yeah, that. I'll, you'll get my opinion on that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just there's there's no like when I was playing baseball, I was taught when there's two strikes, when you're down 0-2 in the count, yeah, I know. I I was not a great hitter, so I, I was I was usually not hitting fourth in the lineup. So you know when it was like when, when it was o2 I was always choking up on the bat and trying to put the ball in play. And 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 oh, Hector made a good out. count. Two walks avoided a perfect game. Yeah, it's great performance by Thurman last night. But back to you know back to what I was saying. You know, when you you know you're down O two, you are down 2 you'd wanna you'd wanna choke you wanna choke up on the bat. You wanna you know put the ball in play. Nowadays, analytics again. Uh, and that's what you know. And looking what Tony, LaRus- will get to Tony La too. Looking what Tony La Russa is doing in in, in uh, Chicago, I think teams should get away from this analytics stuff. You know, analytics yeah. are saying you know, oh you you should you should you should you know, groundouts are as bad as are sh- just as the same as strikeouts. And I don't think that's true. I think putting the ball in play, especially with runners on base, I think I think is 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 a, is a lot is is important. I think that's important. You make the defense work instead of striking out with runners on base.
1: Absolutely. Cause you know, I know it's on little league, but still you don't know what happens to the ball, you know, anything that happens to the ball puts him puts in playing baseball. Again, it does. So yeah, it's just it's it's again it's terrible for the game. The the all with all the strikeouts and it's just it's it's really become home run or nothing, which is you know, not not great. Um I yeah, we'll get the lose of stuff, but yeah, you know, I wish teams did go away from it, but you know, and, and Turnbull was saying too last night, he's like I, I Felt awful in the bullpen last night. Like I, I didn't feel like my stuff was there and you know, like he, he was, he, you know, he kind of felt like it was gonna be a short outing for him, but it, it turned into a no, you know, he turned into no hitter and he was efficient. Um, look, it's always great to see, see something like this happen, but it's like, at some point it's like, a, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, you know, to keep a team from getting a hit in a game, it, it, it's impressive especially in the major leagues but at some point it's like all right there's something and it's it's there's got to be a point where it seems like it's getting too easy for the pitcher here and you know again if major league baseball ever wants to try to fix that who knows but yeah it's it's always great to kind of see it happen but at some point you do go you know it you know it, it, it needs to be fixed but again it's another thing with baseball that again who knows what's going to happen um but yeah, especially the Tigers, suit, you know, for a team that's really been so bad pitching-wise and defensively as well, to be able to do it again, I would very surprised uh, watching
0: that. Oh, absolutely! I mean, the fact there was a guy on the Tigers—that's that's, that's what shocked me. I mean, I think Turnbull's been an average pitcher, yeah, or, he's been, or been an average pitchers. Yeah, one of the better runs for them. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's been an average pitcher, and even a lot of these guys throwing throwing no hitters are You looking at Musk. Russ had a good year this year, but you're looking at Miley. Uh, R- 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 Rondon's had a pretty good year, but he yeah. hasn't been a great pitcher throughout his career. Uh, outside of John Means, who I think could potentially be a stud, none of these guys are great pitchers. They're throwing no hitters. That's the crazy part of it.
1: Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's not not the Degroms or the Coles of the, of the world or Kershaws. It's yeah, it's like the the no names. It's that it, which is really really odd, and I don't know what. Like, I, I don't know what to say about that because it's, you know, again, some days, you know, again, your stuff, sometimes it's just where the ball, sometimes, you know, you leave a pitch up, or you get, you get away with it and it's a pop out. It's just, it's, it's baseball. It's just one of those things, you know, we've talked about it. It's, it's a game of failure. Sometimes you get away with it, weigh yourself as a pitcher. Um, but yeah, you know, Turnbull has been one of the better guys and it, it's weird that we haven't, you know, really seen a star, other than really Bumgarner, if you if you want to count that, I, you know, um, he's really turning his season around. But yeah, it's, it hasn't been a lot of stars. Obviously, yeah, John Means is going to be a star in this game. You know, he, he again great for the O's that they found an ace. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's it's just yeah. The point is, it's just been you know no names throwing no hitters, and and I think we're going to see more, even more no name more uh pitchers that aren't great throwing no hitters just because of the way the game's played. I think I think that's 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 what's that's what's gonna happen. But we'll get to a star in, in the league who's gonna be out and that's that's Mike Trout six to eight weeks. Unfortunately he got hurt. He's been placed on the aisle with a calf injury. Unfortunately he got hurt uh, on Monday against the Indians. Uh it's sad he's gonna be out because of the way Otani's been playing. Otani's been phenomenal this year. It's sad that you know Mike Trout's going to be out so and you know we're not gonna be able to see really Trout and Otani you know, trying to try to get the angels into a wild, try to push the angels into a wild card spot. Said that you know Mike Trout's got to be out again. You know, yes, have I kind of bought into Joey's a little bit? You know, overrated. Yes, but he's still a an outstanding
1: player. Absolutely, he is. You know, he's one of the best in baseball. Again, it's unfortunate that the angels just after a decade still can't figure out pitching wise. That again, it's it seems like a decade that they have not been able to find. Yeah, outside of
0: Otani, who do they got? I mean, their best, their best. Their best uh, pitcher is one of their best hit- – their best pitcher is one of their best hitters. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I'm like, Bundy was good last year, but he's really sure this year. I think Andrew Haney got lit up last night by Cleveland. You know, they gave Haney. him five
0: runs in the first inning, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, Quatana hasn't been – you know, Quatana's got an eight, eight ERA this year. So, yeah, they, they, they have not been able to find pitching at all. Um, But, yeah, it's unfortunate, again, because, you know – um it's kind of been you know trout's kind of been banged up a little bit over the last few years unfortunately and you know baseball it's a long year but you know and the angels are already five games under 500 so it's a very poor time after they had a decent start but it's yeah it's unfortunate losing trout and you know, in that lineup because that's really the only fun part of watching the angels so there's not really a lot of good going around in la um but yeah it's, it's unfortunate to see the star go down like this and Again, it's tough for the Angels too because they're really on their way. But right now, to, I know they're just kind of just, you know, you know fourth place. Just not being able to do anything with them. Yeah, yeah. Fourth place, fourth, th- fourth, or fifth, uh, third or fourth place
0: season, pretty much. They'll, they'll miss the playoffs again.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. They keep kind of just wasting his talents. And, you know, um, it, it hurts that, you know, he's going to be out for probably about two months. So it's not going to get any easier for the Angels, unfortunately.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. We'll stay with guys that were just placed on the
1: I.L., and this is a guy
0: that every Yankee fan is tired of being on the I.L., and that's Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, how many times do we have to hear in the last four years, John Carlos Stanton is on the I.L., Giancarlo Stanton is on the I.L. I'm sorry. This is why people – the problem with Stanton is, is durability. His durability is awful. He's just never available. That's why the Marlins got rid of him. He just – this was a problem when he was with the Marlins, and now it's been a problem since he's been with the Yankees. Durability has just been – has been a major, major issue with John Carlos Stanton, and it just continues. It just continues. And thank God that you know you have guys like Lemay who are starting to step up. He had that big, you know, uh, he had that big double last night. Urschel had that huge three-run homer against the Orioles. Judge has been red hot lately, so at least you got some guys in that Yankee lineup are stepping up. But we are just so tired of seeing John Carlos Stanton on the IL or the DL. You know, we're just tired of it. We're sick of it as Yankee fans.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is he's still 31. What's going to happen when he's 35, 36? You know, that that's that's the thing I'm very scared of. We're not going to see the, you know, again could he turn into like an Ellsbury where it's like where you know is he on is track too? He's to. on, the face he's of the on
0: track too in terms of staying healthy. Yeah, he's on track too.
1: Yeah, to. yeah you know, again at some point I was like I you know, you forgot Ellsbury's even on the team anymore. It, like he just you know, disappeared. Um but I was listening to Mark DeRosa yesterday about his quad injury. He thinks it's because of his close stance and the way he kind of rotates in that like quad kind gro- of why he's kind of had some of those issues, which because it always seems like it is the quad or, or the calf, you know, or, or the groin. It's something like that always with him. So um, I don't know if something needs to fix because it and it's like him and George all winter did stretching and yoga. So it's so I'm not you know so I would assume he stretches before games, but how else can you how else can you injure your quad when you're D.H.ing? You know and they're about to put him in the field which would have been nice because then you could DH you know judge some days too because we know him you know again you hope know, he can play 100, 150 games but you can't count on it so it's unfortunate and yeah you, you spend all this money on them they've played like what like oh you know 130 games together in like four years it's it's not good. It's not good and he's thirty one. It's just scary. Yeah.
0: yeah it's why this team doesn't get to where they need to get to, and that's the World Series. I mean, they thought the first year we're going to get John Carlos Stanton. Oh, he's the guy that's going to get us over the hump and get us to the World Series. I mean, you know, d- uh, d- you know, wild card round loss, eighteen, ALCS loss, two thousand nineteen, and now another wild card round loss. And, and it's not all him, but it's just it's the constant, just him not being able to stay healthy. And I don't want to hear any Yankee fan say we don't have John Carlos Stanton. This is what you traded for. This is what you needed to know when you got him from the from the Marlins, that he can't stay healthy. I don't want to hear any Yankee fan say, oh, we don't have Stanton. That is no longer an excuse at all.
1: No. No, it's not. You know, it, it's not. And, look, you know, he was playing really, really well, and it looked like he finally found a groove. And now, yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, again, it's unfortunate that one year where he, he missed so much time and got hit in the face. Obviously, again, that's – not really on him there. That's you know he just got hit with a pitch and he missed a ton of time. Yeah, it's it's been it, it's been a struggle for him to stay healthy. And yeah, Yankee fan knew. And at that time, everybody was Jeter still a Yankee. Jeter still a, you know Jeter still helping out the Yankees. And look, you know, being the Marlins right now kind of you know i have kind of done well with that treat right now. You know, everyone said that was going to be an easy one for the Yankees. It it really hasn't. You know, I know Sands look great, but Again, we haven't seen him as much as we thought, and it, it's been disappointing. Yeah, you know, Yankees have not been able to get back to a to World Series yet. You know, they they have, you know, since 09, and it's a lot of frustration. It's a lot. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Let's talk about a record, though, that was broken this week by a Yankee. That was Garrett Cole. 259 strikeouts without, without a walk. Phenomenal. He's clearly one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, it was too bad he had one of those worst starts of the year after that on Monday. But – Still one of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, phenomenal. to have uh, that, that many strikers without allowing a walk. That's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely phenomenal. And he's been pretty much one of the, he's been one of the bright spots of the Yankees the last two years.
1: Absolutely. He, he's been great. You know, he's year right now in Arlington. I know it's a new ballpark. It's like a six now, I believe. So for some reason he can't pitch down in Arlington. Um, it's just, it's been a struggle for him, but yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And I know, um strikeout yeah there you know we talked about there's a ton of strikeouts in the game now but still to go that go that long without giving up a walk when a lot of pitchers kind of you know with these big sluggers try to you know pitch around the corners, try to you know pitch around you and all that um again he's a guy that he's not afraid to attack you and again you know um it's definitely impressive record you know him and um corbin burns you know corbin burns had it last thursday Cole breaks it you know um, what was it, Uh Monday night? So Monday night, yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a great record. He definitely has been, yeah, one of the bright spots here, and he's been worth every penny so far. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So we look at the road ahead, and and we, we got two more games with the Rangers. I mean, Kluber's pitcher tonight. I mean, Kluber needs to bounce back on what what happened. Uh, on, on on, but even though they won the game on Friday, didn't pitch that well on Friday. Herman, who's really starting to pitch well, he pitches Thursday. I think those are two wins for the Yankees. The Yankees need to win those two games against the Rangers, and they got a big series against the White Sox. I mean, they got Montgomery going against Rondon. they got Cole against Cease, and they got Tyone against Keiko. But unfortunately, the way the Yankees are playing and the way the White Sox are playing, I think the White Sox take two out of three. Two, two out of three here.
1: I, I could see that. I know the White Sox are banged up. They're hoping that bray you can get back for the Yankee series, but they don't really know yet. But they got yeah, the manager. They got the manager. Yeah, they've been they, outstanding. They have- Oh yeah. They, they definitely have a better manager. Um, yeah. You know, Tyone has been struggling. It's all, you know, again, this offense, you know, Ryan Lamar kind of having to step in now, you know, um, it just, yeah, you just, you know, this lineup just, it's just struggling. And at some point you just hope that they figure it out, man. Look, you know, you can't just keep you know, they're only 10 now when their opponent scored more than five runs with this offense. That is, that's horrendous with that. They should be winning. You know, they, they should be able to be scored more than five runs when, you know, or when they're scoring five runs, they got to be able to be able to put up more runs they, you know their offense should be able to. So I, I could see it, you know, the White Sox been playing well again, you know, the Yankees again, who knows, but what's going on, you know, they, it's been a struggle. So I could see the White Sox coming in and get two or three. Absolutely. That, 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 that would not surprise me at all. And speaking of the White
0: Sox, we got a topic to discuss. On Monday night, uh, Mercedes, swung up uh, 15-4, to 4, Mercedes swung at a 3-0 pitch. Uh, and after the Twins put a position player into pitch, he swings at a 3-0 pitch uh, and hits a home run. And uh, the, the next day, La Russa was not happy about it. He said, that's 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 a mistake. That's poor sportsmanship. And I agree with La Russa. I remember we had this conversation last year with Tatis Jr., but I felt like when Tatis Jr. hit that home run last year, it was still kind of a game. When he hit that home run last year, so that's why I agreed with Tatis Jr. Right now, I actually disagree. I I, I think on a, a 3-0 pitch when you're up by eleven with a position player, I think I think you don't swing at that pitch. I, I don't think you do it, and it surprised surprised you because I'm pretty progressive. But I, I don't th- I don't think you swing at that pitch. I, I think the Twins are kind of conceding the game. I mean, anybody who's commenting, if you guys want to comment, what, what you guys think what, 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 you, what you would do there, but I just think. 3 0 up 15 to 4 I think that's kind of rubbing it in I don't swing at that pitch
1: well the thing for me is I'm okay with the swing now the thing I'm not okay with with Mercedes is Lewisa gave him the take sign that's where I have a problem with he missed yeah. a sign
0: that's that's a yeah. problem
1: and that's you, you a listen
0: problem. To, you got you got listen yeah. to the manager
1: and I know that was an absolute batting practice fastball. look I, I you know I don't because to me too the Twins had five other guys that they could have put in from the bullpen, and, and you know they could have brought somebody up from the taxi squad if they needed to the next day. I don't mind because it's Major League Baseball, so I don't mind. You know, the Twins still gaining a million, a million dollars walking away from you know after a loss. You know, literally, yeah, you you can't swing at that, but it's Major League Baseball, and they're, you know, again, what other sport has an unwritten rule? Really, besides basketball, the only like on un- I could come up with outside of baseball is like basketball when you're up big. And the shot clock's off, and you go, you know, you take a shot. Like yeah, that's but, only on the yeah, but but I
0: but I feel like that's like you know, in football, you're up thirty-five to ten, and you're throwing, you're throwing a touchdown, yeah, you're yeah. throwing a like a seventy-yard touchdown pass. The game's over by then. It's the team's pretty much conceding the game, putting a position player into pitch. It's over. I don't think you should be you should be swinging there.
1: Yeah, I don't mind because it's majorly bad. I I get what you're saying, but it's but the twins. If you're putting a position player in there and he's gonna throw a, a um, meatball like that, then you better expect something—a home run like that to happen. You, you, yeah. you better expect yeah. it.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I could see both sides to it. Yeah, and Chase, the game is still going, isn't it? Why stop trying to win? I could see yeah, Chase. He, <laughs> I could see, I could see all, a lot of you guys, but I just, I just think that. But Chase, let me, let I me, mean, let me ask you something. Say say the, the Cowboys were up, you know, thir- thirty-five to ten on the gi- thirty-five ten on the Giants, and Dak Prescott threw a seventy-yard touchdown pass. Would you have a problem with that? Yeah, see, I, I, see I,
1: that's that's the thing. I would, I that's would, but thing. I don't. It seems, but the thing is, it's like <laughs> Jace. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care.
0: jace
1: says but I don't care. The thing, is, you know, um, but the thing, is, you know, thing is baseball, it's like stats wise it's like. You know, you're paid now on, on your stats. And again, yeah. why give up on a bat too? You know, why why should a position? you know why why should Mercedes give up on that bat there? You know, why should he give up a chance to hit a home run? Pat his you know, pat his stats, you know, for you know, an incredible rookie year that he's having, you know, because the guy lays a 3-0, you know, meatball there. Again, twins, put in somebody else on it if if you're afraid of something like that happening, put in put in a put in a bullpen guy. You had, you know, there's a taxi squad for a reason, and put somebody else in. That, you know, that's where I'm on it. But I will throw Larusso under the bus for kind of again. L- Larusso started that hit last night. You know, it, I didn't like the way Luruza responded by kind of, th- you know, I thought Larusso should have kept that behind closed doors because yeah, making that did. public. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah. that, that that started to, that started to you know. You know so that that started, yeah. That got that thing started because it wasn't that huge of a story yesterday, but it became a huge story because of Larusa's comments.
1: Yeah, and did you hear what he said last night? Oh uh, no, he no, def- he defended the twins. He said he deserved it. Oh wow, wow, wow! So he's got to
0: watch it. He's got a team that can win a World Series too. He's done a great, <laughs> good, good job so far, but he's got to watch it, Larusa.
1: He's going to destroy that. that clubhouse very, very quickly because Tim Anderson, I think, before the game, kind of stood up for um Mercedes, saying, "Keep doing what you're doing." So, you know. I, I get both sides, but to me, it is Major League Baseball. You know, again, a guy you can't expect the guy to just give up a bat because you know, again, in a pitch like that, I, I, I you know, as long as I don't get the takes on, I'd probably swing at that pitch too. I was, but if I was a Major League player, again, I, yeah, I want to yeah. hit another home run.
0: Yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm still at that point in the if it, if it was if it was like six six or seven nothing I would swing. But at that point with the position player in, I'm not swinging.
1: Uh, I just feel like – well, I just uh, – I feel like having a position guy in there, you're, ju- you're just asking for something like that. To ha- you're asking for the White Sox here to hit another – you know, hit something on you. Again, it's 48 miles per hour, especially because um, I can't – um, Wilson, Williams, Acevedo, just, or just – I forget what I can't pronounce it. I think, but it's like, you know, I've seen him throw some bolts before in Anfield, and that was absolutely not one of them. It it was a batting practice fastball. I, I, yeah, it's a take. I I, I can see both sides. I can see both sides. I just, I just don't see how you, how a major league player kind of, you know, doesn't swing at a batting practice fastball.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see both sides to it. I can see both sides to it. So we'll talk about another first place team, and that's the Boston Red Sox, and they're holding on to first place at 25 and 18. As they lost eight nothing to the Blue Jays last night, who are a half game behind them in the AL East. AL East is pretty bunched up. The Yankees are in fourth, but fourth, but they're only a game and a half behind the Red Sox. But here's my big concern for the Red Sox: uh, number one, it's the starting pitching. Uh, Rodriguez had a bad start last night. They need they need Eduardo Rodriguez that better starts than that. Uh, their bullpen showed a little bit of weak. They showed Bart Barnes blew a save, gave up the home run to Otani on Sunday. And in the lineup, the three, four, five might be the best in baseball. JD uh, Bogarts and Devers might be the best nice in baseball, man. but it's the rest of the lineup. Is the rest of the lineup going to continue to be consistent? I don't like Kiki Hernandez. Has not been that good of a leadoff hitter. I don't mind Verdugo. He's but he's not great. Uh, Vasquez, you know, he's a two fifty, He's hitting two fifty right now. Renfro, he's got some power, but he's hitting he's hitting two twenty six. And you look at the bottom of the line if You look at you know, Morwin Gonzalez hitting two eleven. Uh, Dahlbach hitting two zero seven. The rest of this lineup. Outside of those top three, those top three make it a top ten lineup. That's top three have been phenomenal so far. Bogarts, JD, and and uh, Devers—they've been all you could ask for from that from that from that three, four, five spot. But the rest of that lineup is definitely a question mark. But the bigger the bigger question, I think the biggest question mark is the rotation, the bullpen. Is can Matt Barnes be the starter all year? Can the Red Sox keep this up? I just still think this is going to be a team that's gonna that could compete for a wild card spot, but could very easily wind up in third or fourth place.
1: Yeah, I, I could see it too. Yeah, you know, Barnes had a tough one. Again, you know, again Trout gets that blooper and a, he threw a nice pitch, but and Trout just did enough to get the blooper. Did you by. work did you work that game on Sunday? Yeah, I worked Sunday, yeah. Yeah, they were very um yeah, so you're making fun of the Yankees pretty much for three hours.
0: Three so. they're making fun of the Yankees and then uh they, they, they lose, they yeah, lose then the ninth inning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that, that that was good. That that felt good afterwards. But yeah, it, it's the bridge to um it's the bridge too to get the Barnes. I don't know Vino walked a couple guys, but Again, we know Vino, Steve. We we know yes, he yes, likes yes. to make very difficult. He likes yes, to make your blood yes. pressure rise when he's on the mound. You um, know, Andries got rocked last night. You know, they tried giving him some time. Taylor has not been good. At, you know, as a left left side, they, it's just it's getting to that bridge too with that with that rotation. Yeah, Erod, they're starting to be con- some concerns with him. Garrett Richard is going tonight, and he's been better since that Mets gem he threw. He's been a lot better. You know, they. Again, they you know if he can kind of have another strong outing tonight. Again, I think they feel a little bit better about him because they're about throwing him out of town. Um Nick Pavetta still hasn't lost a start in nine. Pavetta's, in nine been, games with
0: Pavetta's been big for them because Erod's yeah. not pitched that well. Pavetta's been actually been really good for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has. He's seven and zero, you know, and nine starts. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really good. His ERA is pretty good too, right? Yeah, it's in the threes, I believe. Oh yeah,
0: that's that's good. And
1: he was he wasn't even supposed to be the big thing in that trade. It's it's kind of Seawall who's down still on the farm, but he's supposed to be a pretty decent starting prospect, starting pitching prospect. It would It you know, was kind of just more of a depth guy, but he's been big. And then um Evaldi had one kind of rough inning Sunday against the um against the Angels. But again, he's his ERA is up four four fifty or four point fifty. So again, he hasn't been great. So yeah, it's that it's the rotations hasn't been Consistent, and now yeah, the lineup it, Martinez, Bogarts, Devers have really have led that 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 the charge. And um, you know, Vasquez, yeah, he's been decent. You know, Renfro hit a home run Sunday. With Renfro, it's you know, again, I don't think he's ever going to hit for contact. He's more he, he's power nothing. I think they want a little bit more for him. I've heard they did have Danny Santana down the farm. There sounds like he could come up. Um, he's still playing down to triple a team and then jaron duran their big um prospect out outfielder i guess is is tearing the cover off the ball but they don't think he's going to be up till july though so is duran
0: in pawtuck is he in pawtucket or they're not in pawtucket anymore in,
1: is he in worcester yeah he's up in worcester he's in Worcester.
0: is there anyone yeah. in portland that's doing well because they were they were in Hartford uh, last week they were in Hartford were uh, this I week
1: yeah i don't remember any names that yeah that they um that they said um but i'm not sure but um, yeah, I know actually, yeah, they were in Hartford, but you know, I know Durant's kind of the big one right now that, that they're waiting for, but they're saying too, if the Red Sox kind of go on a skid, they, he may come up sooner, but they say, you know, they're going to wait, you know, the Red, the Red Sox said that, you know, it sounds from their front office, it sounds like, you know, Durant will tell us when he's ready to come up, but he looks right. Cause I think he's, you know, the, the minor league season's already three weeks long. I think he's already got like eight or nine home runs. He's killing it down there. So. Oh, wow. Wow. He's been big and again the outfield too because yeah they really that last spot because cordero has been horrible sounds like he could go down to pot or Worcester when um they activate Hernandez off the aisle so if they if a couple of those guys can um in that lineup could step up you know outside of those the big three then red side could be dangerous. You know, they could continue to be dangerous.
0: Oh, yeah. But, I think yeah, this I just, team could compete, but I just don't feel right. like they're gonna keep this going. I like Alex Court's yeah. done a really good job. I just don't think they're gonna keep this going. I think they're gonna compete for a wild card spot, but I think they'll just miss the playoffs. I just think they just I think the Blue Jays have a better overall lineup. And I think the Yankees, once they get everything together, are just are just clearly a better team. So I just and, yeah. and even Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't love Tampa Bay this year, but they they, they, they still have be they, they they're starting to play better, and they, and they and the Red Sox don't have an ace like Tyler Glass now. So I I, th- I think they're going to finish maybe third or fourth in the division, but I just don't think they they got the lineup that the Blue Jays have or the overall team that the Yankees have.
1: Yeah, definitely. i agree we'll, with you.
0: But we'll find that out.
1: Yeah, yeah we because will. The Yan- you
0: know, we'll- because the Yanks and Sox play in two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they'll have a full crowd by then, May 29th. Absolutely, May 29th, oh,
0: no. but that's the Yankees, sta- it'll oh, be a Yankee Stadium yeah. first, yeah. But by the oh, time yeah, the Yankees right. play games at Fenway, there's going to be a full crowd. Yep,
1: yep. so yeah, they'll have a full crowd actually, Red Sox, just not time for the Astros to come to town, so. Ooh, nice, um, nice, nice, nice. We'll see, we'll like, see what happens there.
0: there. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. We'll see. Yeah. But before, yeah. before we get to the promo, before we get to hockey, I do want to announce something. There should be a full crowd tonight at Dunkin' Donuts Park, so this year come out support the yard goats it's great to have them back at Nova park so make sure you're supporting the yard goats all season long but we got the nhl playoffs underway but before that we got a promo from clovercrest media
1: red sox fans have longed to hear it the boston red sox are world champions can you believe it it hasn't happened at Fenway park for 95 years fires swing and a miss strike three, it's over the red Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's OB's Backstop Podcast. You catch it twice a week every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform.
0: All righty. So the NHL playoffs are underway, I and mean, it's a little weird. They're still playing regular season games in Canada, but the, the, the playoffs are underway in the NHL. But we'll, we'll focus on the two. We'll talk about. We'll quickly talk about the two Eastern Conference series before we wrap up. And we'll start with the Bruins and the Capitals. And uh the Bruins tied the series on uh, Monday night, Brad Marsh on his seventh overtime goal in the postseason. It's crazy. He has seven overtime goals in the playoffs, and Alex Ovechkin has zero. That's crazy to think of. Just crazy, crazy to think yeah. of. So the Bruins tied the series one-one. And Justin, I'll ask you this. And Jace, don't mind chiming. You could chime in too, because you're a Bruins fan. Uh, what do the Bruins have to do to win the series over the Capitals?
1: You know this series, it's. I'd be shocked if the series does not go six, seven games. Um, I'd be shocked if a team has more than a two-goal lead in the series. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a close, knitted, um, series all the way around. It's gonna be physical. It's gonna be chippy. Again, they you know, they played ten times already this year. You know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna get ugly. You gotta say for the Bruins, stay out of the box. They've been good in the power. They've been good at penalty kill this year. Capitals aren't though top three in the power play. And tonight's a big one because Ovechkin. This is o- Ovechkin in games Three. In Game Threes, is where he really shows up. He's got eleven goals and fourteen assists in, in um, in twenty-one Game Threes. You know, even Backstrom, um, he's got five goals and fifteen assists in, in nineteen games. It sounds like they could get um, Kuznetsov back two tonight. It sounds like for the Capitals, so they could get that line three back tonight. Um, but get you know they got to be able to take. You know, for the Bruins, they're 8-1-2 in their last nine at home. you got to take care of business at home. It's always great in any postseason series to, to, to get one of the first two on the road. You know, take home, home ice advantage away from, from the Capitals. They did that. Tunga's got to be better, too. He led a couple of softies in. Again, they're, a minute, they're about a minute or two away Monday night from being down 0-2 coming back to the Garden. He's got to be better. He's getting criticized a lot right now in Boston. You know, oh, really can't not happy with him. No. So,
0: yeah, really cuz he's cool. got to be good. if they have a if they want if they want a chance to make a run beat the Penguins or the Islanders, he's he's got to be really good.
1: Yeah, he has to. And you know, again, I think after that game 7 against the Blues and that Stanley Cup, I think a lot of guys people really gave up on him being the guy to get them another cup and so it, it's a big series for Tunka. Um he's got to play better. I know Couple of the Capitals' goals the other night and Game One were a couple of tippins or redire- redirections that are obviously always tough to get, you know. Fine, but for the Bruins, stay out of the box. Uh, again, play. You know, it's just stay out. Of, you know, don't make mistakes, especially that Ovechkin line. They've been kind of quiet. I think Ovechkin has an assist. that pair of assists, but you gotta keep that line one. Um, that line one. Um, you know quiet and then for the and then for the Bruins first line they did they were shut out um game one La- game three or game two they had three points so that perfection lines they like to call it played a lot better in game one they're gonna need them to continue um especially Kunitsa does come back tonight for the for the um Capitals that's good that's gonna help them out Oshie too they gotta slow him down TJ Oshie's really he's been having a nice nice series right now as well
0: yeah who do you got in this series I got the Capitals in six
1: I'm going to take the Bruins getting it Ooh. in 7. Oh wow. I, I wow, wow. Need to get it done. Wow. wow.
0: The other series is in, in what we call it's like the Atlantic Division, right? Or the Eastern is this this is weird the with the way they're doing good. divisions. This Eastern year. What's it called? Year, it. Eastern um, division or
1: something. The, yeah. yeah, the East division this
0: year. East division. So the other series in the East division is the Penguins and the Islanders. And uh, last night, the Penguins beat the Islanders 2-1. to one. Jeff Carter put the uh, Penguins up 2 not put them up two nothing in the first period. Penguins ended up hanging on. The question I got for you, Justin, is just like with the Bruins, what I, we, I don't watch a ton of Islander games. You probably don't watch a ton of Islander games either. But what do the Islanders have to do to beat the Penguins?
1: keep Crosby quiet as you know, um, and which they have, I think he's got one assist. He's got one. He had an assist in game one game Two, the Penguins won their first, um, they had, they snapped a six game street, um, playoffs skid when Crosby has, uh, zero points a playoff game. And the last one was that clincher back in, um, 17 when they beat the predators for the Stanley cup, um, Malkin could, could be back tonight. I believe, um, I think he did skate around today or today. So um, he is with the team. So it sounds like he's probably going to give it a go tomorrow night. Um, for the Islanders, they've been so good defensively as well this year. This was kind of a it, – it, it, it was a serious last night that was a bloodbath. There's a lot of um, big hits, kind of chippy after the whistle. It's going to continue to be like that. And the Islanders, too, this year at home, they got to take care of it at home. This year they're 21, 4, and 3 at home. They've been great. Um, I'm not sure how many fans are going to be at the uh, Coliseum for Game Three and Four, but but you, you know it'll be hard. Be be the, they'll, they'll be hardcores. Oh, yeah. They'll be hardcores.
0: Hard, and those oh, are a lot of hard like, because they, on the island, those are hardcore Islander oh, fans. Hardcore Islander they fans. Are. That's the one thing I do know is they are hardcore Islander fans on the island. And the one thing I do know what the Islanders do. I think a big reason for their turnaround is their head coach.
1: Oh yeah, Barry Trotz. I can't believe the Caps got rid of him. He, he why was, was him why did the Capitals get rid of
0: Barry Trotz after he won the Stanley Cup? Did they fire uh, him?
1: They they mutually parted ways, I believe. It
0: was thing. I, again, I had no idea why. Yeah, because Barry Trotz, they got to the conference finals last year against the Lightning. He's done a really good job.
1: Yeah. You know, this is – yeah, since I've really been alive, they really haven't been good since Barry Trotz. I think they had one year where they made the playoffs – yeah, and then uh, yeah, you know the yeah. last few years with Trotz, they they've been great. He's yeah, because because in, in
0: the Tavares years, I think they had one year in thirteen when they played yeah. the Penguins in the first round. They had that great series where it was it was high scoring games back and forth, yeah. and they had Jonathan Tavares when they had Capuano as their head coach. But after that, they were they were really bad, and then Tavares left and went to the to to to, to the Maple Leafs. and then ever since Tavares has left, for some reason, the team has gotten better, which is yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that coaching right there, you know, they the coaching been they they've been um. They feel yeah. Trotz has really figured this thing out. Um, it, it's good to see the Islanders doing well. Even though I'm a Ranger fan, it's it's still good to. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I I dislike the Devils more than the Islanders.
0: I, I respect I do, the Des, Islander I, fans I because I the Devil. Yeah, De, 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 yeah Devil fans you know they they're, they they care more about the Rangers losing than their own team. That's the problem with Devil yeah. fans.
1: Yeah, that's a problem with the Red Sox guys too. They care more. Yes, about yes, the yeah, yeah, exactly, Jordan,
0: exactly, so, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, which I, I I don't understand, but hey, um, but yeah, so. They've been playing well and penguins, you know, um, the down two, he getting shots on the, on the rookie Tristan J- jar. He looked a lot better game two game one. He looked a lot. He looked really unsettled. Um, he missed a couple saves too on Sunday glove side, um, that you know, he probably should have had, he looked better, but again, you're facing a kind of a rookie hasn't been in this spot before. So again, keep throwing shots on the nets on him at the Islanders. They're not the greatest offensive team either. So, again that's one of the things is too they gotta like they gotta keep this thing under like the penguins under three goals that really kind of have have a chance in this series so yeah they're 20th in the league in, um in goals so keep it kind of under three and you 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 have a you have a chance to win this thing
0: Yep, yep, yep. It should be interesting to see what happens in both those two series, and we'll be talking about both of them next week as they'll be getting to the end of those series. But that's going to wrap it up on Sports Talk with R&J. For Jace Garcia, our producer did a great job. For Justin D'Onofrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking the NBA playoffs, uh, the NHL playoffs, and any baseball and football news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everybody.
1: It's off the Leonard defended by Simmons is this the dagger High fly ball right field